Welcome to The Winding Road Home, now available on demand on virtually all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just to name a few. My name is Russ Salerno. I'm your host, and alongside me is my lovely wife, Yvette. Hello. She she told me not to say, hey, how are you doing? Because it's like we just talked, so it's kind of weird when you ask your wife how you're doing, and you just you asked her that question just not too long ago. Anyway, we uh, we had lunch today. It was nice. We did. We did. It was nice. We don't we, get to do that very often. Sometimes we get to do that. Went to Publix and had a little sub. It was uh, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, one of the things I noticed though, was kind of weird though. Uh, when you were talking with me, so Yvette, you Yvette has a new client from Italy. It was kind of kind of cool. She was talking mm-hmm. about this new client from Italy, and um, but when she was talking about this client. Italy and she didn't realize it. She was talking with an Italian accent. I don't know what that. I don't know what. what, what was, was why? I? Yes, he was like uh, Francois or whatever. You know, whatever. You you just had some kind of uh, accent to you. It was really weird. Do we do that? Someone someone's name is Francesco. Like you have to say it like that. Fran- you can't say Fran- Francesco. Francesco. So you sound official. And uh, but it was kind of weird when I was listening to you. It was almost like, who is this woman I'm having lunch with? But uh, do we do that when we go to Mexican restaurants? Do we say, uh, I like a bowl of chips or, uh, you know. No, give me some your chips daughter speaks Spanish. And when I don't speak to them in Spanish, she picks on me like mom. Right. Say hola. Say, but but say we do that, this. though. Don't, you find yourself doing that. It's kind of weird. Anyway. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's move along. But, uh, hey, we we would love it if you'd subscribe to the show. We are so appreciative. Guys, the, the feedback we're getting and the. The emails and actually calls um, are just are just they're 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 awesome. We're getting a ton of feedback. Um, if you haven't subscribed, do so and give us a five star review. We like to say if you don't want to give us a five star review and you think you, you then just don't rate us at all. And that's a joke. My dad was like, "Hey, don't tell them not, no, don't tell them not to rate you. Look, rate us. Just give us a five, okay?" <laughs> Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as contact the show via email uh, at thewindingroadhome at gmail.com. And the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter thing, if you just look up Winding Road Home, you'll, you'll find us. Twitter is winding underscore home, but the Winding Road Home is, is all the others. So as we like to always say, this podcast is simply a response to God tugging on our hearts to do something bigger than we are, something we're unfamiliar with. We're getting more familiar and we believe there there is more that God's going to do here. We're grateful that you would take a moment out of your day to listen to the show, and it means a great deal to us. It really does. It really does. Thank you so much. I mean, the feedback's been great, and it really just kind of inspires us to do it again and do it again. And, um, and, and to it, try to do it better each time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are new to this, and so, yeah, and I'm, I'm competitive, so I kind of want to do the best that I can, and it gets kind of... Um, you know, you you, you you kind of grade yourself when you're done. You're like, well, how did I do? How did I do? But because um, I wanted to sound right or did, did I inflect my voice? Did, was my inflection right? Was my pitch, my tone and all this other stuff? And you just but, you know, you just got well, to listen to myself from the last one. And I decided that those of you that know me from growing up in Florida, when you live in Florida, you really don't have any kind of an accent. You just kind of speak the way the, the dictionary uh, tells you how to pronounce things. Well, when you move to the South, you have a tendency to mm, drop off the ing on words and just make it 
I-N. And I realized the other day that I was doing that. And now I'm going to try to really focus on not, not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I might have those few little Southern words that yeah. might come on in. Right. Yeah. So like people up did. here know we're not from here. But when I go down to Florida, they're like, hey, man, you sound like you're from North Carolina. And we don't sound quite like that. And when I leave, I say, hey, we love y'all. We do say y'all. I say y'all a lot. Hey, we'd also like to uh, we also would like to thank our um, service men and women for what they do to protect our freedoms. You guys are uh, special to us. And uh, if you're listening and you're a service and and you serve you you serve as a police officer, fireman uh, in the military, we love you. And um, we wouldn't have our freedoms and uh, safety without you. Hey, on today's show, we're going to discuss what it, what would it be like? <clears throat> what if God got tired of America and turned his back on us and left us completely in the dark? But uh, before we before we um, before we talk about that, I just want to make another announcement. Operation Just One is this weekend, March the sixteenth. It's a grassroots effort. Uh, all we're asking you to do is go out and share the gospel with just one person, at least one person on Saturday. Give them a gospel track and run for your life, or sit down and have a conversation with a friend. And uh, let God do the work, you know, and uh, he does the saving, so don't worry about it. There is a free downloadable uh, resource on our, our uh, ministry webpage, operationjustone.com. That's operationjust in the number one.com. There's a free <clears throat> downloadable um, resource, and it's the five C's of sharing the gospel. The five C's. So you have to have compassion. You know, that compassion comes from Christ inside of you. Uh, your spiritual condition needs to be that of a Christian. Um, are you a Christian? I mean, if you're evangelizing for Christianity, you, you're probably a Christian, I would imagine. Uh, you have to be convicted, um, and you have to have concern for the person that you're talking to. This is where we kind of get, you know, this is where the rubber's kind of meeting the road. Um, we know we have concern, but are we willing to step out into faith? And then fifth, uh, the, the fifth C is Christ. So it's downloadable, it's free, you can print it, put it on your phone. Uh, it's got some ice-breaking questions, some Bible verses to support evangelism. And go out there and download it, it's free. Anyway, um, and also I want to say and ask every, every one of you for prayers for my parents. They are on their way to Israel right now at this very moment. Um, they're on a 12-day trip and they're just wanting to, it's one of their bucket list items and I just pray for a safe travel. It's a um, Holy Land trip. So I think yeah. it's something that, especially your mom has been mm-hmm. praying for for a long time. And yeah. uh, we're, we're excited for them, a little, little nervous for them because we yeah. don't know what, what to expect over there. I know it's not the, the safest place sometimes, but uh, you know the Lord's going to protect them. And we're just praying that they have a wonderful, wonderful time and get to walk uh, where Jesus walked. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Hey, um, you know, I learned something. I learned something uh, this morning. I was uh, I was noticing. So yesterday I mowed the yard. Uh, first first cut of the of the springtime, and um, it's it was really like still wet a little bit. I mean, just dry as it's ever been, but it's still wet. So you got to kind kind of got this wet grass thing going on, and uh, figured out a way. If your dog if your dog owner, and St. Patrick's Day is coming up, if you're looking for a way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with your dog, cut your wet grass. And then go throw a ball and let them run around in the in the grass. <laughs> that the, both the dogs came in out, and one of them is black, so I don't know whether he had green green socks on or not. But my my other dog, 
walked in. He looked like he had green St. Patrick's Day socks on. It was awesome. And it's like dye. You can't get it out. So he's walking around. He's in the spirit. And um, so speaking of dogs, have have you ever wondered about whether Zeke and Winston play catch with us because they actually think that we like to throw the ball? I mean, maybe – I don't know what dogs are thinking. Sometimes you look at them and you go, ah. But think thinking, about that. Just, yeah, they're going, I'm going to bring this back because they really like to throw that, and I, I like to make them happy. Yeah, we'll stew on that for a minute. Um, so anyway, uh, when we get back, when we come back here, we're going to uh, go through the good, the bad, and the crazy. And Yvette will do her uh, special intro. All right. So, hey, uh, Yvette is going to do this. Uh, she's going to do this intro. I'm not putting any pressure on her, but she's, you know, she's, she, she might mix it up a little bit. The good, the bad, and the crazy. Here we go. The good, the bad, and the crazy. What if you said cray-cray? That would be kind of cool. The good, the bad, and the cray-cray. Cray-cray. Let's rename that. We got a little bit mo- bitmoji that, that would make that. us cray-cray. that would make us hip because cray cray is kind of thin. It's a thing. I mean, it's, they even have their own bitmoji. You're trying really hard to. There's be hip. really there's really you can't a lot. say hip, and you especially can't say hip in front of the kids because there's a lot that a, just takes away your entire cool factor. That that just I think it brings us to another level the cray cray thing. But anyway, let's talk about the good. And uh, this is kind of you know interesting. So in the news here recently, two people: a woman wins the lottery multiple times in Virginia. And then there's a guy in Concord, which is right down the street from us, not too far. He won the lottery twice and won over a million dollars, twice, at the same store. Now, I don't, I mean, like... The odds like that are are better odds than getting hit by lightning 10 times. That's it That's is, insane. It is insane. And is that really good news? It's good for them. It's, well, it's but good bad news. for everybody else that plays and no, they didn't see, get a chance to win. Don't don't go don't go there I don't play the know, lottery so. God's blessed us. God's God's blessed you if you're listening probably more than you more than you can imagine. And uh, so be happy for them. Hopefully they don't blow it all, which most of those lottery winners do. I just wonder how many tickets are they buying? They probably are up in there, upping their odds. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I never play because I mean, I would just be throwing money away. But um, anyway, good for them, and that's the good news. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of good things happening, but I I just thought that was interesting. Like these people are winning multiple times. I thought that was like lightning. Like we win the lottery, so you got a better chance of being struck by lightning. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to the bad, which uh, you know, is a little crazy, a little cray cray. Um, Fox News is reporting this interesting article I read um, about where churches, as we know it today, the location-centric churches, are, uh, are 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 over. They're done. If if you go to a church and you're going to a building, they're saying, "Watch out, because the digital church is next." Now, it kind of goes through a little bit of the kind of the first phase of all this was like ten years ago when you could either attend church or stay at home and watch it online and. You know, I've done some of that before. Um, I don't make it a habit because, you know, there are definitely a lot of benefits of fellowshipping with uh, believers together uh, in person. And then it goes into uh, the phase two piece where, you know, now it's like multi-channel strategy. So you kind of layer that on top of phase one, and now you've got social media and YouTube and, and other other ways to have church, if you will. And uh, so now uh, this is now there's like a third phase, which is just what they're calling an omni-channel strategy, which is like an online store and apps uh, on your phone and all kinds of things. Um, so 
maybe it's layers of a cake, but um, the article points out that phase three followers, okay, are more today's today's uh, believers or new believers are looking for brand loyalty. They just want a brand, like something like a like a car, like a Lexus, you know, or a Toyota or whatever. Coca Cola. Yeah, they're looking for a brand, something that fits their life. Be careful with that, right? I mean, because. That's where the real danger comes into play. I mean, what is a brand? Is it a hotshot pastor? I mean, is it is it diet Christianity? So I'm going to go to this brand that makes me feel good. Like you got Diet Coke, you got you got regular Coke, you got Coke Zero, you got Sprite, you got this, you got that. You know, but hey, which one's the real thing, right? And so maybe the diet Christianity makes people feel good and this particular pastor or whatever, and I'm not pointing anybody out, but I'm just going to say, hey, you know, if, if the brand is what it's all about, dude, that you're, that's a bad spot. And I'm telling you right now, God is not a brand. He's not a brand. He just is. He said, I am. He said, I, he said, I am. He is not a brand, folks. So if you're at a church and you're rebranding and doing all these strategical strategic things to to win people over, make sure that God's your brand. Make sure he's your focus. And if you're going to a church where they rebrand and they refocus and they shift their they shift their theology a little bit and it goes from diet coke to coke zero or 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 coke to diet coke whatever it is if it, if it, if, it, if it goes away, if it moves away from that the authentic gospel that we are born sinners and we need a savior and there's no way we can save ourselves if they're not preaching christ alone get out of your pew or seat or or click offline and run the other direction as fast as you can so all i'm saying is what's the brand that's the question what's the brand because god is not a brand and how dare any church make a brand more important than god himself this is something that we on this show will never compromise. I, I this show, this show, we have fun, we joke around, and have a good time. But this show will be focused on God, and not me, and not a vet. And if it gets that way, and you feel like it, then you let us know, and and we will you, you call us to the carpet. That's it. You just call us to the carpet, because we didn't go here with this, because because we wanted to do this, because because we want to be rich and famous. Look. Hey, many people in ministry, rich and famous. This is just something that God put on our hearts. And we appreciate you listening to us and, and spending time with us. So it's my prayer that we never get out of line and you keep us in check, folks. I believe that churches should embrace, I, I'm a big technology guy. Um, and we should embrace technology to build up, build upon what we're doing. But there's no replacement for face-to-face relationships and fellowship with a group of believers. So go find a God-fearing expository preach in church and dig your feet in. That's what I'm saying. Well, and research shows that that millennials in the younger generation really want, they like community. They like, they like to fellowship with people. So mm-hmm. while they may not like the traditional church and going to a building and sitting in a pew maybe, um, but they still like to get together. So I don't think a church body of some kind is ever going to go away because people still want to interact and you can do a lot when you're on the internet and on social media, but we yeah. know how that goes. 
it can be very impersonal and you still have to have a human connection. It is. And the internet things and all that, that's all parachurch stuff. That's support to Mm -hmm. the church itself. So, so, um, you know, let's, let's do all this. I mean, I love technology. I mean, we're on technology now. Who would ever thought that, you know, we'd be doing this, right? Um, So use the technology, but don't make, be careful with your brand. Be careful with your brand. Make sure that God is your the centerpiece of your brand, whatever it is. He's got to be first. That's all I'm saying. All right? So, uh, the crazy. Now, uh, Venezuela, there's a lot going on in Venezuela. You know, it used to be one of the richest countries in the world. has now fallen apart at the seams. And um, those of you who are in favor of socialism or are considering it, we have got an active case study, an active case study right now in front of our very eyes um, on the, the uh, what happens to countries when they, when they embrace socialism. And, and we are a capitalistic country and have been, and that we're moving in the socialist direction. But if you compare America and how long and strong that we've been as a capitalist country and you see countries like Venezuela going down the tubes. I mean, they're literally having power outages now. People are in the dark. People are starving. Um, There's a lot of looting going on. And folks, as darkness falls across this country, our country, it it may be, it, it would be good for us to consider what would happen if God ever decided he had enough with America. What, what, what if, what if he's tired of the way that we're heading morally? And said, you know what, guys, America, guess what? You want to kick me out of school? You want to kick me out of this? You want to kick me out of that? Well, guess what? I'll leave you to your own. Well, you know what? There is a uh, several, several uh, words of scripture in the Bible that talk about that very thing. And we're going to talk about that next. All right, so Yvette, darkness. Do I ever say to you, hey, uh, Yvette, can you turn the darkness up? Not that I remember. That sounds kind of weird, but we never say, hey, turn the darkness up for me, please. No, we say turn the lights out. And that is because light always wins. Darkness is the absence of light. And light always overcomes darkness. And Christ said, he's light. So... Christ always wins, we're victorious, and he is the light, then he, I mean, it's very obvious that darkness is very weak, but people like darkness because it it hides things. I mean, goodness gracious, don't we all look better in a little bit of a lower light, right? You ever been uh, doing the uh, dusting of the furniture and you get everything, everything looks good, and then you open up the shades? And you go, man, what, not, what the... It reveals just, everything. Yeah. It makes things like, exposes you. And that's a good thing, because that's where we need to be before we come to Christ. We need to see ourselves exposed. And it's okay. Guys, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, hey, man, look, I'm a good guy. And I don't know what this, uh, why, why you feel I got to die to myself. Look, I didn't make the rules. But, you know... God expects perfection, and none of us can attain it. He attained it for us on that cross. 
But I want to go into um, the book of Romans a little bit. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read a good bit of the Bible here in a minute. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 32. This is what God's Word says. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. God's work on the cross, folks, saved everyone. The Jew and the Gentile, that means for everybody. It's not, it's just everyone is welcome if they'll die and, and, and put their faith in Christ. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. His, this is accomplished from the start to the, to the finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Through faith. You think about that parachute. I always like the parachute analogy because no one's going to jump out of a plane without a parachute. It doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but God shows his anger from heaven against sinful, all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he's made it obvious to them. Look, when the sun goes up and the sun goes down and you see all the wonders of the world and you look at those, those 155 million light-sensitive cells in your eyes and you're looking in the mirror, God is special. He created you special and, and he's amazing. He proves himself to you every day. I don't have to prove to any atheist friend or anything like that that God exists because God proves himself every day. So those of you that are, that are being um, badgered by somebody that, hey, God doesn't exist or this or that, the other, look, they're just denying, they're denying reality. Because reality is staring them right in the face when they look in that mirror in the morning. The reality well, it's a is, lot easier to believe in in a creator, if you think about it, than to believe that we were created it, it, as perfect as, 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 our, as we are, what has happened in the world, everything that, that, that is. Imagine it came from a Big Bang. I mean, how could, where did well, the Big Bang the come Big Bang from? Theory. You know, like, exactly. It's okay to believe in the Big Bang Theory. You just got to believe in the Big Banger. Hey, that's a that's a good one. We have to. I got to throw. I have to throw something. You cannot laugh at yourself. I well, I I wasn't laughing at myself. I heard that. That's not oh, my joke. Oh yeah. But I mean, I, I do kind of like it. But yes, it is easier to me. I look at people and think, well, it takes a lot more faith to be an atheist than to be a Christian. Yeah. Because to think that all this came from nothing. Yeah, that's. Well, crazy. where did nothing come from? That's from crazy. That's nowhere. Foolish. That's foolishness to those. Who are perishing. Okay. okay. That was a scary voice. Um, all right. So, all right. So it continues that for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. So there he has proven himself through God, through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God yet. Yeah, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like, and as a result, their minds became dark and confused. They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. People are doing that every single day. They're making gods. They're they're designing a God around their lifestyle. That works for them because it's easier. We don't get to do that. We don't get to do that. Imagine being pulled over by a cop and saying, hey, you know, you're going 55 and a 35, and a cop pulls you over and says you're speeding. You go, no, I wasn't. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you were. The speed limit's uh, speed limit's thirty five. Well, here's the deal. Um, I'm in a hurry, and so therefore that law doesn't exist for me because I'm a, I'm in a hurry. You can't do that. You can't make up your own. You can't rules. pick and choose. No, no, it's not going to happen. All right, good luck with that. 
I'll go with my Italian. But hey, good luck with that. Hey, what about it? Um, so I got. Yeah, maybe I should do it. I'm gonna do a whole show just with my Italian. Uh, anyway, all right. So, so claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever ever living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie, so they worshipped and served things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who's worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them for their, for the, to, their, to their shameful desires. Even the woman turned against their, the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. This, or since, they, since they thought it was foolish to, to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking. There he goes. He's abandoning it. Go ahead. Think like you want to think. Be foolish if you want. And he let them do the things that should never have been done. This is where it gets, this is, this is America right now. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They invent new ways of sinning. Like they're trying to create new sins. Like like sinning ain't enough. They're just making some stuff up now. Like these two transgender, a transgender. Uh, so a a guy had a baby with a transgender woman or guy. A a girl became a guy and married a guy, and they had a baby. And they said, "See, men can have babies. No, men can't have babies. That boy is a woman." with female parts, with female insides. So therefore, you're wrong. You can't, they're, they're, they're trying to like skirt science. Like skirt, you, you want to talk science? Let's talk science. Science is real. Boys can't have babies, okay? So we're trying to make up stuff now. We're just we're just making some stuff up. And it's, it's, it's insane what we can make up. Like right around the corner, some another crazy sin that somebody's going to make up. Um. And it's crazy. I, don't, I just can't believe where we're heading. But there is hope. There is hope, folks. Christ is our hope. Christ is our only hope. And this country, we need individual revival. Every person needs to have an, a revival within his or herself, him or herself. And and let that and let that revival in you carry out the things that God wants you to do, like share the gospel and live according to his word and trust him. You know, and I like what you said there, and, and I've never looked at it that way, is individual revival. We were at church this weekend, and I remember someone just kind of th- shouted out when we were doing something. He said, you know, we need revival. And people say that all the time. We need revival. This This country needs revival. And we say that, phrase we need revival but no one really explains what that means well, we know what it means we know what we need to do we know what this country needs but i don't think we ever look at it as individual like each person needs it it's not 
because only if, if each person has to do it to be able to, to, as a group, is it, is it happen? Um, and I never looked at it that way. And that's a really, I think that's a really good way to, to approach that is it, we have to, everybody needs to look within themselves and it has to start there yeah. because we can't just make a blanket statement. This country needs revival. Look, we all do me included. I mean, everybody guys, we, we need to set aside some time. We, we got to start doing this, set aside some time for you and God, get quiet, find that place. And for me, it's at night. I, I, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I, I, I get that right before I'm going to bed. And I, and I, and you know, that, that, that's my time, whatever your time is, whatever, however it is that you want to do it, but get quiet with God, have some time and get in some revival revival in internally to me. If I had a picture, it would be kind of like, you know, pouring, pouring gas on a, on a, on a small flame, you know, just, I mean, it just, you know, he, he can, he can change you radically change you and bring you back to day one. Right. Well, and if you're um, whether you're a new Christian or an old Christian, and I don't mean old as an age, but if you've been a Christian a long time, you still have to spend that time with the Lord. And, and sometimes we still will sit there and, and look at the Bible or do a Bible study and some Sometimes not really know where to start. What what do we read? What do we do? And I think something really good that you and Dalton had done was go through um, Proverbs. Read a proverb. There's yeah, yeah. 31 Proverbs. Mm -hmm. And so there's always one for every day. Mm -hmm. And I think it was interesting that when you guys got to day 31, Dalton goes, well, darn, we're, we're done with Proverbs. What do I need to read now? Read and you kind of laughed at him. We'll start back over. And I don't think we realize, like, if you don't even, if you don't know where to start going to Proverbs, if it's whatever day it is, it's the, you know, what's today, the ninth, eighth? Today, it's, no, no. What's that. today? Today's the 12th. All right. Oh, the 12th? Yeah. Okay, the 12th. Wow, I'm really off. Oh, so you boy. just go to that Proverbs 12. No. Read, uh, really? Sorry. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, you, go, you go to Proverbs 12 and just pick that day and read that proverb. And you can read it over and over and always get something new out of it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, and I got to bring Barney in here because we always bring a little Barney in here. Barney, Barney, ha Barney knows what's what's going on with the soul of every man. Inside that man's body is a little child calling out for help. Help me, help me, he's saying. <laughs> help me, help me. And we get our help from God. We get our help from Christ, Christ in us. I mean, so to finish this up, I mean, you know, they refuse to understand. They break their promises. They're heartless. They have no mercy. They they know God's justice requires that those those who do the do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage they encourage others to do them. You know, I don't think that our mortality. It I don't think that we realize that it's it could be today. Like I mean, you get up in the morning. I mean, what if you knew today was your last day? How would you act? Who would you go see? Who would you go talk to? What would you do? I mean, and, and here's my question to those people on the fence about sharing the gospel with somebody. If you knew that your friend, and this is this is Operation Just One Week, okay? If you knew that that, that friend that you're thinking about sharing the gospel with, if you knew that person was going to be dead tomorrow, what would you do? If you were talking to somebody that you wanted to share the gospel to, and you knew they were going to be dead in 30 minutes, would you be talking to them about the Lakers game or the playoffs or the NASCAR race or the weather? No, you wouldn't. You'd be talking about eternal matters. You'd be telling them about the reality. If you actually had that, 
if you knew that, if you knew in 30 minutes, your conversations would be different. So let's 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 go into this operation just one this weekend with a sense of urgency. And let's continue that sense of urgency of the gospel on a daily basis. Because folks, we don't know. We just don't know. And um, I think it's important that in and we, we covered this this weekend in, in church that God doesn't necessarily he doesn't need you. He wants you to 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 be a part of what he's doing, but he doesn't need you, but he can use you. And so um I think you know it all starts with revival within ourselves, you know, and 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 getting on fire with God again, and that that will drive compassion in your heart to go out and do what God's called you to do, and that that's that's just to completely give your life, just give your life to Him and um, serve Him like we know we should be. I mean, it's a busy world out there. We got phones in our faces all the time. We got this, that, and the other. But let's just let's stay focused. And let's certainly not be branding God. And give give God back some time, considering he's the one that created you and gave you life. Yeah. He deserves a little bit of time, don't you think? He sure does. So uh, thanks again for all you guys listening. Um, it, it's such a such an honor to, to be doing this, and um, it really means so much that you guys are listening to us. We love you guys. Um, we go- do. Thank you so much. We love you all. And... Uh, please give us feedback and suggestions. We'd love to hear it. Hey, uh, go do it. Uh, John 316. Bye now.